Welcome to the House of Shade, a show based around self-help, hard conversations, interviews, pop culture, and more. Sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack, and make yourself comfortable at the House of Shade. What's goody, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the House of Shade. Thank you, thank you so much to all of you who have been patient because I know last Sunday we did not have an episode. And that is because I had filmed a whole episode talking about my queen, Nicki Minaj. You know, we were going to be getting into like her whole legacy and everything that she's ever done, her accolades, her beefs, you know, just everything about the queen of rap. And for somebody like myself, I wouldn't consider myself like a perfectionist, but I also don't put out content that is half-assed. So if I'm editing it back and I don't like what I'm hearing or I don't like what I'm seeing, or if I can't sit through the episode or I can't sit through the video myself, I don't upload it because if I can't sit through it, how am I supposed to expect y'all to sit through it? So we, that one is a little on hold and we have been working on it piece by piece because I want to make sure it's perfect because it's supposed to be honoring Nicki Minaj and I want to honor her in the best way that I can. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for being patient. I know I've had a couple of people like from like my real life uh, come up to me like from like my coworkers to like uh, my friends. They're like, Bailey, you know, like. I was a little disappointed, you know, that there was an episode last week. I'm like, listen, y'all, life happens. Life fucking happens. On On top of me feeling like the episode wasn't, it wasn't giving what it was supposed to gave. I also was in the process of moving last week. So, you know, that was a little hectic. I just had so much going on last week that it I don't know it just almost felt impossible for me to get this episode out to you guys so the Nikki episode is coming stay tuned we have not you know forgotten about that we will still be doing that it's just coming at a later date Um, but I just want to say thank you guys for being so patient and you know coming back to listen to me again for a third week I appreciate all of you and I love all of you and Let's get into uh, episode three. As always, before I get into the topics of this week, if you guys would like to follow the Instagram for the podcast, it is at House of Shade Pod on Instagram, and that is also the Twitter. Um. I'm still in the process of working on the Instagram, but the Twitter is basically like, that's where y'all are going to get the, like the biggest announcements. And then, you know, I'll screenshot the tweet and post it on the um, story on Instagram. But like Twitter is mainly where like, I'll be able to get the most information out to you guys, unless it's in a video form, then that's going to be on Instagram. So you might as well just follow both. So it's at house of shade pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow my personal accounts, you can follow my personal Instagram and my TikTok at I am pink shady. And if you don't remember, you know, the personal Instagram, it is attached to the cover art um, on the episode that you are watching. So yeah, um, go give me a follow. And as always, don't forget to rate the podcast if you guys are enjoying it, because that helps me out more than you guys think. So that helps just push the podcast, you know, out to more people. So just give me a rating if you're enjoying it. Now I'm going to move right on in to this week's topics. So this week might just seem, you know, like a little all over the place, but it, it, it kind of is, but that's just, that's just kind of how my life's been lately. Um, so the three things that I really, really want to talk about are the Scream franchise, like the horror movie Scream and like Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Um, I want to talk about dating in the modern age. And I want to talk about Bad Boys Club that is now airing on Zeus. And I think that's the first one we'll start with is Bad Boys Club, just because I feel like it it's going to be the shortest topic. 
So yeah, let's just let's just get into Bad Boys Club, all right? <laughs> For those of you who are not familiar with what Bad Boys Club is, um, if you remember back in the golden era of reality TV, because reality TV is just not the same anymore. So there was like a golden era for reality TV, and that was probably back between like the, I want to say like 2008 and like 2013, 14. That was probably like the golden era for reality TV. Um, but there was a very popular show, Bad Girls Club. And mostly, mostly everybody knows what Bad Girls Club is, unless you know like you're a straight dude and like... You probably have no no fucking idea what Bad Girls Club is. But Bad Girls Club was great. Bad Girls Club was fucking iconic as hell. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold because um, the Ohio weather has been really fucking with me. So, but yes, um, Bad Girls Club, it was iconic as fuck. But the premise of the show was you take all these girls that have all these different personalities and that have things that they need to work on and you put them in this house together and they're supposed to, you know, come face to face with these things that they supposedly have problems with and, you know, work on them in this house, grow, learn, make mistakes. You know, it's supposed to be, you know, like a coming or like a growing type of experience. But, you know, once the girl started fighting and the producer saw that, you know, that brings in ratings, the show just pretty much came came down to like a bunch of girls moving into a house together and like fighting each other. And it was hilarious and it was iconic. But what those producers did to those girls was just absolutely fucking foul. But we can get into that another time because like I said, we're going to be talking about bad boys right now. But I want you to understand where the idea of bad boys originally came from. And it was from Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club ran for about 17 seasons, and every season had, like, their one or two, maybe three really, really standout girls. And there's also been some girls that have been a part of certain things with Bad Girls Club for years. Like, Bad Girls Club had two different spinoff shows, um, Love Game and uh, Bad Girls All-Star Battle. And Miss Natalie Nunn... Miss Iron LA from season four of Bad Girls Club. She has been in both spinoffs. She was um, into the making it to the mansion little specials. Like Natalie is a veteran of the BGC world. So she gets a contract with um, this black owned, which I think is phenomenal, this black owned streaming service called Zeus. And they do raw reality television where like the scenes are longer you know they're not cut like chip chops all the way up all the time uh you can cuss they actually let these people fight you know so it's a very raw streaming service so natalie signs a contract with them and does a new show on there called baddies and it was supposed to be for the 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 bad girls and it did it had some bad girls um, from a bunch of different seasons. And I guess that show did well. I mean, I watched it. I thought it could have been better. But again, that's another conversation for another day. But I watched it and I definitely thought it could have been better. Uh, but I guess, you know, in Zeus's world, it did so well that Natalie ended up pitching Bad Boys to Zeus. Zeus liked it. Zeus has now made Bad Boys. Something a little bit for reference is Natalie had tried to do this years ago with the original production company Oxygen that produced Bad Girls Club. She tried to do this maybe like almost 10 years ago. No, no, it was probably a good like seven, six years ago she tried to do this um, and it just didn't work out. So now when she got her little connects with Zeus, you know, she was like, oh, I can make some shit shake now. And she did. Um, but I think Natalie, I don't know if it's Natalie or if it's Zeus or if it's both parties, but I feel like y'all fumbled the ball in a sense. I mean, I, I still watch bad boys and it's still entertaining, but like, it doesn't have the same structure 
as bad girls club like there's no there like immediately as soon as like the bad boys first episode opened up like these bitches are just fighting and i'm like but why like why like what's the premise like why are like you know like why are we fighting like i'm not i'm not understanding but so yeah there's like no no structure to the show and also you have a house full of gay dudes with two straight dudes that are pretty ignorant that are pretty fucking ignorant. So it's interesting, I guess. I don't know. I, me personally, as a diehard Bad Girls Club fan, and I'm not saying, when I say diehard, I mean I loved the mess of the show, but I also cared about these girls and, like, you know, who they were and what the show had did to them or things of that nature. Like I always, you know, the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I love, I always read like so far deeper into it than what a lot of people do. So as a diehard fan of Bad Girls Club, hearing about Bad Boys, well, first off, I wanted to audition. Yes, I, you, somebody out there might be surprised that I wanted to audition. But yes, no, I, I wanted to audition for Bad Boys. And then when I saw the cast, I was like, oh, these are nothing but like social media influencers and like that that was also a mistake in my eyes that they shouldn't have done. I feel like y'all should have picked people that nobody knew just how like Bad Girls Club was. Bad Girls Club were girls that you know were working at tanning salons, bars, restaurants, retail. Like these were average girls. They weren't social media influencers, you know, and then them being on the show gave them a platform for them to now be possible influencers or business owners or whatever these girls are doing. Cause a lot of these girls are actually doing a lot of different things. So I think that, you know, it would have been cool for Zeus to give the same opportunity of something of like that to the boys, because I'm not, I'm, I'm a nobody. Okay. I work at a retail store. I make a podcast on the internet. You know, I don't have thousands and thousands of followers, but you know, I like to think that I, I'm interesting enough that I could have been on reality TV and am I a fighter? No, but you know, maybe me getting my ass beat would have been entertaining for all of you to watch who the fuck knows. But I genuinely think that that they should have taken boys that like people don't know who they are. <clears throat> And another thing that, like, kind of makes me, like, iffy about the show is in, like, the episode two of Bad Boys, it became, like, this big whole argument. Okay, so you have two straight dudes. Everybody in the house, or the rest of the house is pretty much gay, but there's this one other guy who doesn't feel the need to tell people his sexuality. And, like, to me, Pink Shady, a.k.a. Bailey, in my opinion... If you don't want to tell people your sexuality, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to advertise it because straight people don't advertise their sexuality. So why the fuck is anybody else expected to? So anyway, the two boys in the house don't like that, you know, that he's not saying anything. So they ask him. He still says, you know, like, yo, like, I don't really want to say anything. Like, it's not like y'all's business. Like, that's not what I'm here for. And these boys don't like it. And it becomes kind of like this whole fucking, like almost like a divide like you're trying to like find out if he's straight or not to see if he's gonna like kick it with y'all or go kick it with the gay boys and to me that is just very problematic very problematic because i don't give a fuck who you're talking about whether it's natalie zeus or any other fucking production company if y'all know anything about bad girls club and anything about the bgc fans a good like 75 percent of the bad girls club fans are gay boys so when you're gonna host like a bad boys club auditions and all this stuff, you're going to get a bunch of gay dudes that, you know, like audition and try out because we, we watched bad girls club for years. So I don't know. It's a little bit, it's messy on Zeus's part. I think to even have this narrative even going on in the episodes, like I'm not really here for it. I mean, it is interesting to see how these gay men are you know holding their own and like standing up for themselves against these straight dudes and like what the the straight dudes narratives like they're trying to push so like that's interesting to see i just 
I just don't think it's necessary. Like, I feel like y'all knew what you you signed up for. If you were a straight man and you were signing up to do a bad boys club, then you have to be comfortable enough with your sexuality to live in a house with uh, with gay dudes because there is going to be gay dudes there. And But that's just like Bad Girls Club. In Bad Girls Club, you had your straight girls, your bisexual girls, your lesbian girls. But that's the thing with girls, though. None of that matters. Like, your sexuality to most females doesn't matter. Like, uh, girls can live in another house with a lesbian. Like, they can do that. But straight men can't. They don't like being around gay men for whatever reason. Other than the fact that they think everybody wants them, but nobody does. But again, that's a whole other conversation for another day. Because, like, I can just go in on, like, the ignorance of straight men. But I'm not going to do that because we're talking about Bad Boys Club right now. And, yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, they just shouldn't be pushing this narrative and just even having these two straight dudes on there that are just going to be absolutely, absolutely ignorant. Overall, though, like, I am just, I'm still going to tune into Bad Boys Club, A, because I want to see how the rest of the season pans out. You know, the cast is kind of interesting. You know, I I, I, I am going to continue to tune in. You know, I pay for Zeus, so I might as well pay for what the... Or I might as well watch what I pay for. But so far, after two episodes, because by the time this episode of the podcast airs, episode three will be airing of Bad Boys Club. And I'm just, I'm just disappointed in the structure. I'm disappointed in in the narratives that are being pushed and just like the way that the show has been set up so far. And then also, you know, you also have like these two like twinky, like white boys that don't know how to fight. So then therefore that's also kind of like clownery. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like Zeus could have done a better job and especially Natalie Nunn, who is the executive producer, Natalie, somebody who was on BGC and not just on bad girls club, but she did the spinoffs and she's done other things for that production company. You would think that she would understand what the fans want, which, okay. Me saying what the fans want in episode two, she called the boys downstairs and sat them in front of like this big tv and then like pulled up these fan quote-unquote fan-made videos on what they want to see from the bad boys and that just alone was fucking weird because what other reality tv show do you know that you see the executive producer pull the cast down to a room and and show them like, this is what the fans want to see from you. This is what the fans are expecting to go on in this house. You're pretty much coaching these people on what to do and how to act. And that's that's not reality TV. That's not reality TV. And genuinely, I don't think any fans sent in anything of like, oh, this is what we want to see on Bad Boys Club. I think that these were a bunch of random nobodies like myself who auditioned for Bad Boys Club and when asked in part of the audition, what is your definition of a bad boy? That's the only part that they would show or like these people's or these boys' answers on what it is to be a bad boy. And then telling these boys, this is what the fans want to see from you. That's weird. That's weird. And then that's y'all trying way too hard to be like the girls. I don't want to see shit that I've already seen. I don't, we don't need a Natalie replica in boy form. We don't need a Judy replica in boy form. We don't need a uh, fucking flow in boy form. We don't need a Stasi. We don't need, uh, why am I blanking on so many girls? A Tanisha, a Christina, um, a Megan. We don't need, we have those. We have those girls. Give us iconic boys. Give us iconic originality boys you know and that's why i feel like i could have been on there because i'm iconic i'm original and i wouldn't have went in the i would not have went into that house trying to be any of these girls that i've watched for years because i've watched these all these girls for years and i want to make my own mark the same way all these bitches did and why we all know who they are i want to make my mark in that sense so i d- that was weird to, you know, to watch her call the cast down and be like, this is what the fans want to see. 
So pretty much you're telling us that you're coaching them on what to do and how to act in this house. So that way it's really giving bad boys club. And I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, so overall, I just, I just, I'm a little disappointed in it. Does it still make for good ratchet, messy TV? Absolutely. And you know, that's why I still tune in. And like I said, I pay for the service, so might as well watch it. But as a fan of Bad Girls Club, I'm disappointed. I, I'm fully disappointed. If you are a reality TV girl, you know, you love, you know, some mess, some fights, some yelling, some screaming, some drink throwings. I definitely suggest checking out Zeus Network because they do have some good reality shows like Bad Boys isn't terrible, terrible, especially if you're looking at it from different eyes and how I'm looking at it. Same with Baddies ATL. Jocelyn's Cabaret is absolutely fucking lit. Um, one Mo Chance. I've never seen a whole season of that, but I watched one of the reunion specials. Lit. Like, they got some, like, lit reality shows on there. So, you know, if you're a reality TV girl, I would check out Zeus because, you know, it's only $5.99 a month. So, like, why not? Moving right along in this episode, we are going to switch gears. And now I want to kind of talk about the Scream franchise. Um, and what I mean when I say to talk about the Scream franchise is like, I don't want to talk about just, you know, like, oh, like, I like this movie better than this movie. Blah, blah. No, there's something about the Scream franchise that I'm not sure that that like a lot of people really like pay attention to whenever you've seen the movies. But every single Scream movie is so self-aware of itself, so unbelievably self-aware of itself. And it's almost comical and it's funny, but it's also clever. And what I mean by like self-aware is like in the first movie, like let's talk about Scream from like 1996, the original. Um, the whole point of Ghostface is calling and like, hey, like, what's your favorite scary movie, you know, in like, then like he kills you. And then like the whole premise of that was kind of, you know, like, how do we survive a horror movie? What are the rules? And there's a scene in the original where Randy is breaking down the rules of a horror movie and how, you know, you're supposed to survive it. Well, that that little like narrative kind of became a thing throughout the whole franchise because then you in the sequel you have now how to survive a sequel you have the third movie how to survive a trilogy and then a lot of people don't know this about scream 4 scream 4 came out in around and i think about 2011 which in that time for horror movies between the years i want to say of 2010 and 2012 for horror movies remakes were huge remakes were absolutely huge we had the friday the 13th remake the halloween remake the um nightmare on elm street remake um i'm pretty sure we had like the hills have eyes remake like we had a bunch of remakes in that time so scream 4 comes out right and pretty much, like, Scream 4 is just a whole jab at the whole horror genre at that time of being like, okay, well, fuck you. I don't have to do a remake to still be great. Because, you know, at the end of Scream 4, one of the characters says, the first rule about remakes is you don't fuck with the original. And that, and that, and that alone right there, they're so self-aware. Like, they know... You know, hey, we're in this era of remakes, so let's do a movie proving that you don't fuck with the original. That, like, you do give it remake-y type of vibes, but by the end of it, you give a whole big fuck you to the remake as a whole. And then with Scream 5, it was like a requel, which I think, like, that term is still pretty new. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, a requel and, like, how to survive a requel. And I don't think a lot of people pay attention to how self-aware Scream is. Scream being so self-aware is honestly one of the reasons why I love it so much. Like, I love the fact that, like, they take jabs at 
you know, sequels and trilogies and remakes and requels, and they but they do it in their own way that is still iconic and great and funny. Like, I don't know. It's awesome. So I think y'all should go and, you know, recheck out the Scream franchise because, like, like I said, they're, like, they're just so self-aware. And, you know, like, it's how to survive a horror movie, a sequel, a trilogy, a remake, and a requel. But especially the remake one, like, Scream 4... When I found out that that's pretty much, you know, like what was going on and why it didn't follow suit with the remake train that was happening at the time, it it made me love that movie even more. Like, even more than I already did because I'm like, oh my god, like that's so fucking clever. That is so clever because, you know, the whole, the whole industry at that time was doing remakes of iconic horror films. And Scream is an iconic horror film. So <laughs> they were literally like, okay, well, watch this. You know, we don't have to do a remake to still be great. We don't have to do a remake to still get a new audience. We don't have to do those things. And then by the end of the movie, you have one of the main characters that says, the first rule about remakes is you don't fuck with the original. And that... That is just beautiful. That is just, you know, the icing on the fucking cake for me. So if you are a horror movie fan, I definitely think that you should go revisit the Scream franchise and just pay attention to some of the things that I have said because, you know, it might make you have a new appreciation for it because I know it definitely did for me because I was like, yo, like that's dope. Like Scream, like that, like that, like I personally, I think Scream should be more, it should be more of a talked about franchise for this reason, because it's so self-aware, but because they do it in such an iconic and funny way, I think we need to talk about the Scream franchise a lot more than what gets, than what it gets talked about now. Switching gears again, we are now going to be getting into dating in the modern age, because I... I absolutely, as a gay man, I absolutely hate trying to date in 2022 because it's absolutely despicable. And, you know, I do know that there is a couple people that, you know, that listen that are out of my age group. Like I know that like my mom listens and my best friend's mom listens. So... For, for people of like the older generations, I don't think that they actually understand like how dating works nowadays. And I genuinely think that like if I was if we were to sit down and explain how dating works to like these older generations, like our parents or even our grandparents, they'd probably be like, what the fuck? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, that just sounds stupid. And because it genuinely is like, they're not going to be wrong. Like dating in the modern day is absolutely fucking asinine. Like it is just stupid as hell. But it's, but I think it's gotten even worse, at least in the gay world. I feel like it's gotten even worse with like the whole OnlyFans type of deal. Now, mind you, when I say that, I am not discrediting any single person for doing OnlyFans at all. Not at all. But for example, there is a dude that does, I don't know if he does OnlyFans or whatever, but he's got one of like those like, you know, porn type of Twitter accounts or whatever. And like flirts with so many people. Never would have thought he had a whole boyfriend. Never would have thought he had a whole boyfriend until I stumbled upon his Instagram account. And I was like, oh, you have a whole boyfriend, but yet you you're you're talking huh like what i'm i'm so confused i'm so confused but i feel like i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself so let's take it all the way back to like to meeting somebody and again this is me talking from a gay man's perspective so this might not fit you, if you're a straight man or if you're a straight woman, you, some of these things might not fit with you, but some of them, some of them, they, bitch, they might be parallel, girl, you know? So, yeah, so meeting somebody. So for me, it is 
The dating apps are like Grinder, ew, Tinder, honestly, still ew, like Bumble and Hinge and uh me personally, none of them ever fucking work. So you have Grinder, who is it's just a hookup app. Nobody on there genuinely wants anything more from you other than what you have in your pants. Like literally nothing more, nothing less. And then on Tinder, you know, you kind of get like a handful of both. But then the problem with Tinder, and I'm and I'm guilty of this. I'm very guilty of this. You you you'll match with people, right? And maybe you'll have like conversation, like a conversation, or maybe even two conversations, but nothing ever goes anywhere. Or you'll match with people, and then you just never speak to them. You don't ever message them. They don't ever message you, and so then like. The empty conversation that y'all could be having, like the space to have a conversation is left empty for what? Who knows? I mean, I, me personally, I, I, I know for me, I personally leave. I don't match with certain people because if I see that you exceed a certain amount of miles, sweetie, I, I'm not driving over 20 miles to come seat to come meet somebody for the first time i'm not doing that and they're probably not going to do the same either so i can't even be mad at that but then again like i said we just don't ever talk we don't ever meet and nothing comes of it but yet we still sit on tinder for hours and swipe left and right why i have no idea and then if you want to get outside of you know like the dating app realm then you have the real world okay well and it's 2022, you know, it, it, it can be hard to tell for the gay men who who plays for my team and who doesn't, you know, it, it can be hard to tell in person. So how do you know how to approach somebody? Because I mean, I deal with that a lot too. Like I find, you know, some guys attractive in person and I would love to go up and try to talk to them. But I don't know if I'm going to get met with, you know, like a punch in the face or like uh yeah, like I play for your team. I don't know, but I'm not willing to take that gamble because my face is too pretty. You feel me? So yeah, like dating apps are trash. And then like, even for me, like trying to find somebody like in person, you know, like this shit can be fucking hard. And then, so like, let's say like you do, you know, meet somebody, right? You know, you don't, you, you, you don't go out on a date first, you hang out. But like in, in that same sense, you're still going to like go get food or you're going to the movies, but you don't call it a date. You call it a, like, hey, do you want to get together? Hey, do you want to hang out? Hey, do you want to link up? And then from there, you know, starts the talking stage. So then you go through this talking stage where supposedly you are supposed to only be talking to each other for however long before the other one asks the other one to be in a relationship and then from that moment on y'all are in the relationship like it's so weird like it's so weird because dating is supposed to be where you know like oh i'm going on a date on monday with this person but then on you know like thursday i have a date with this person Dating is testing the waters. Dating is hanging out with a bunch of different people and getting to know different people and who you vibe with more. Like that, that's what dating is supposed to be. That's what dating back in like our parents and our grandparents' era was. No, that would be considered a talking stage nowadays, which is just fucking weird. Like nobody, honestly, I personally feel like nobody is really like upfront with like what they want. Nobody knows what they want anymore like I'm 24 going on 25 and I don't have the time for bullshit talking stages it's either we're gonna be you know we're gonna enjoy each other's company we're gonna see how we vibe and how if we enjoy each other and if we enjoy each other enough then it's really gonna come down to what are we doing I'm not gonna sit here and enjoy my company with you for six fucking months during a whole talking stage no I'm not doing that. I, I'm looking for a husband. And if I can't find a husband, then a friend with benefits is what the fuck I'll settle for until I can find that husband. But this whole, you know, trying to meet people, going through talking stages, hanging out once or twice, and then, no, no, 
I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like, I, I genuinely, genuinely hate dating in, like, the modern age. Social media also plays a really, really big part in the problems with, you know, dating in the modern age um, for many reasons. I mean, A, I could sit here in Ohio and I have access to boys that live in California, in Georgia, in Florida, in Colorado, in in uh, Tennessee, in Texas, I have access to boys all over the world, all over the country because of social media. So therefore, you know, I'm looking at other guys that, you know, prior to social media, I never would have seen, never would have known existed. But, you know, hey, I can follow them on Instagram now. And then it even just comes down to like how people look, you know, like you can get so far into your head of like, okay, like, well, this boy that's interested in me doesn't look like this boy that I'm interested in on Instagram, so I'm not going to give him the time of day. And that actually happens. That exists. And it sucks, you know? And then, like, it makes you question yourself or even, like, if you look at the people that you are attracted to on social media, but you're like, damn, like, I don't even look like them. Like, my body doesn't look like that. My hair doesn't look like that. My face doesn't look like that. And it can just make you super, super insecure. It can make you insecure in your own relationships because you could be in a relationship already. And then because of, you know, the exposure that you see on Instagram of guys or even women, it can make us feel insecure of like, oh, well, we, well, we don't look like that. So why do you like us? Well, we don't look like that. So why do you love us? Well, we don't look like that. So why, why are you with us? Like that type of shit. And it's like a psychological, it's almost like a psychological thing. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, we have access to people from all around the world. So cheating is a lot easier nowadays because you can cheat with somebody from the comfort of your own fucking home. You don't have to leave to go anywhere. Ooh, so sorry if, you know, y'all heard something like with like my wiring. I don't know. It sounded really weird. I'm so sorry. But yeah, so like, I don't know, dating is just really weird nowadays and nobody goes out on dates. Like, I don't, nobody has ever hit me up and was like, hey, like, I want to take you out on a date. That doesn't usually happen. Usually I get, you know, hey, do you want to hang out? Okay, but what are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. Like, maybe like watch a movie, like chill. No, I don't Netflix and chill with, with everybody. And I barely Netflix and chill with people in general because you because you think that you come over to my house and you're hanging out and you're sitting in my bed with me and we're watching a movie now you automatically think that it's time for me to like give you the business it's not it's not it's not this is my first time meeting you we're hanging out i'm we're conversing i'm getting to know you I, i'm not ready to give you the business and even though you might be ready for that that should have been discussed before your ass even came the fuck over here but that doesn't always happen like that. Like I literally had some dude one time when I was living in Columbus, he hit me up and mind you, when I met him, I genuinely thought he was a straight dude. Cause I met him at a straight bar with his other friends. So I genuinely thought that this man, you know, was straight. Anywho, he hits me up one day and he's like, Hey, like, do you want to match? And I'm like, sure. You know, bet like come over, blah, blah. So he comes over and we match and then he just starts being fucking weird, like starts asking me like, oh, well, well, what are we going to do? Sir, what do you mean? What are we going to do? We're doing what we're doing. Like you, you hit me up to match. We're matching. I, what, what more did you think was going to go on? And then he was like, well, I, I don't know. Like I thought maybe we'd watch a movie for, for what? Watch a movie for what? And then that's when I started to get, like, I felt, like, a little weird. And, I, mind you, he was at my house. And he was a little bit bigger than me. So, like, I was a little apprehensive on just being, like, you know, like, get the fuck out. Um, But now, if that was to happen, you know, now in this, in this current time frame, nah, I don't care how big you are. Get the fuck going. But at this time, I, I was a little apprehensive because he was a little bit bigger. And I was just, so I called my friends. And I was, like, called them to come over. And then they ended up coming over, like, it took everything, it took so much for me to get this man to finally leave my house. Like, bro, get the fuck gone. 
And again, you came over here with ulterior motives. You hit me up to match whenever you wanted to do something else. And I'm not fucking with that. And there's a lot of cases like that, not only like just with me, but there's probably a lot of other like gay boys or even females that know what that feels like, that a guy hits you up for one thing, then you guys get together, and now he's expecting something completely then something different that you that you're not even understanding you know like i agreed to match i didn't agree to netflix and chill with you i never agreed to that so why are you asking me about that it's just weird and at least like in the gay world too most of the time everybody is just out for their next piece of ass nobody really cares about getting to know you like hanging out with you getting to know your vibe and that even comes down to like having like other gay friends because it's like nobody wants to be friends because it's either we want to fuck or we want nothing at all. And that's weird to me. That's weird to me. If two straight dudes can be friends, two gay dudes can be friends without wanting to fuck because we're a gay men are allowed to be friends with other gay men. It's just weird. It's just so weird. And genuinely and wholeheartedly, I hate dating in the modern age. I wish I could have, you know, been around and like, Maybe like the 80s or like the 90s, maybe even like the early 2000s when it came to like dating. Because I feel like ever since social media became a thing, dating has been, you know, dating has just been so, honestly, it's just been so fucking stupid. And like low-key pointless, like I don't know. I don't fully get it and I'm over it. I just, yeah. And like I said, like, I'm looking for a husband. I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not looking for my next piece of ass like a lot of these people are. And like, but but that's just me. Um, but I hopefully, you know, some people that have been listening, like y'all can relate to what I've been saying. Because dating in the modern age is just, it's just not cute. It's just really not. And I'm not here for it. And I'm tired. So at this point. You know, I mean, I have been kind of talking to somebody for a minute. Don't really know where things are going to be going, but that's where Bailey's at at this point. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm just vibing. And if shit happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm not tripping because either way, I'm only 24. I'll be 25 in a couple months, but I'm still pretty young. I still have shit that I got to do with my life. I still have shit that I want to do and see and achieve. So, you know, if a relationship comes, love comes, and my husband comes, then so be it. But if not, I'm not worried because I still got my own shit to do. I still got my own shit to accomplish and my own goals to achieve. And I think that a lot of people, you know, need to have more so of that mindset. Like stop trying to look for a relationship and don't try to like force relationships and just go out and do what the fuck you want to do. Make your YouTube videos, make your podcast, make your little Etsy shop, make your little clothing brand, you know, go to school, like go get your money go live your life and you know your person will eventually come and you know that's something that i've it's a hard pill to swallow i know i know bear with me it's a hard pill to swallow but guess what i've been learning to swallow that pill for a minute now so you know and but i think it all works out in the end though because you know then you know if you wait for your your person and you continue to live your life. And if your person comes, like, just think about, you know, like, you, then you're still so much of an individual, you know. And I think we all need to remember that. That going into relationships, it needs to be two individuals coming together. Not two halves of an individual coming together to make one whole individual. Because that's not healthy at all. All right, besties. So now this is like the new, this is where I would typically get into like the news portion of the episode. But honestly, my week has been so crazy that I haven't really paid attention to what the fuck has been going on. So let's talk about Moon Knight, okay? My Marvel fans gather around because we're going to talk about Moon Knight for a second because Moon Knight came out on Wednesday, March 30th. And I just watched it last night for the first time, which was Thursday. Um, so the day after it, um, released and I'm so, I'm so intrigued. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. Like it was so, 
it was so confusing, but I loved every minute of it. Like it's such a psychological thriller that, you know, uh, it, it, it was good. And I can't wait to see more of Moon Knight, like in his full suit. Like that has to be one of the best MCU suits I have ever seen. And then especially like the one where it's just like the, um, I don't know how to explain it, but like the white mask with like the suit, like an actual like white suit, not like the superhero type of suit, but like an actual like white suit. I can't wait to see that. I cannot wait. And, you know, I can't wait to get more into like the mythology of Moon Knight because, you know, I'm pretty sure he comes like the the mythology from like the superhero or the creature or whatever. It comes from like Egypt and I love Egyptian culture. I love Egyptian culture, so I'm very excited to to see where Moon Knight's going to go. Now, I am a little concerned because I did read that Oscar Isaac, he's not contracted to reappear in the MCU as Moon Knight as of right now. But, you know, y'all better be getting that contract printed right off the fucking press and sent to him because I would love to see Moon Knight standing next to fucking like Shang-Chi and um spider-man and uh what is it kate bishop like yes like i want to see that i want to fucking see that but yeah no i thought moon knight was great like the first episode was great i'm probably gonna have to give it like a rewatch just so i can make sure that like i got everything from the episode but i really fucked with it i really 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 did this is for my spotify listeners if you listen to the podcast on spotify Please listen carefully um, because I'm going because last week or not last week I'm on episode two. I had a little Q&A section attached to the episode and nobody answered it, which is OK, which is totally OK, because I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking that y'all don't even know that it's there. So that's why I'm going to explain this to you, because it has to do with Moon Knight. So just just bear with me. Bear with me. So for my Spotify users, if you go onto my podcast, right? If you go onto House of Shade and you click on it and it takes you to like the main page where it should show you like all of the episodes and you click on episode two and then you click play. You say otherwise. Like never like So now it'll take you to the screen where you can see, you know, like the cover art, the episode name, and everything, and it's got like the play, the replay, the skip 15, go back 15, whatever. You know, you know that screen, right? So then right below the play button, if you scroll down, it says QA. And so then the question I had for um episode two was what was your what were your thoughts on the idea of virginity? So it showed you that question and who it was asked by, which it was asked by House of Shade. And then in like the little corner, like the bottom corner of the right hand side, it says reply. So you click on that and it will let you type a reply. And then you can send it to me and then I'll be able to see it and all of that cute stuff. So I'm mentioning this because we were just talking about Moon Knight. And I want to know what y'all thought of the first episode of Moon Knight. So again, this is only for my Spotify users. If you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, on anything else, you can definitely send me your thoughts on Moon Knight to the to my Instagram at House of Shade Pod. You can totally send me your thoughts on Moon Knight in its first episode to the Instagram. But if you are a Spotify user and you are listening to this on Spotify, Baby, all you got to do is scroll down just one little bit underneath the little play button. The question is already going to be there. All you got to do is hit reply, type your comment, hit send, and then I'll be able to see it because I really want to know y'all's feedback on Moon Knight. So what do you guys, what did you guys think of the first episode of Moon Knight? You know, please explain that to me, whether, you know, if it's down below of the podcast on Spotify. And if you're not on Spotify, hit me up on Instagram and let me know what you guys thought of Moon Knight. 
I know this episode was just a little short, but it's just kind of me getting back into the groove of my routine again of everything. Because like I said, I had just moved, started going to the gym again. So like I've been trying to get myself into like a whole brand new routine. So I apologize if this episode was a little short, but I wanted to make sure, excuse me, I almost burped. Whoo, so sorry. Hold on, hold on. I'm so sorry. Wow. Ew. Okay. Anyway. So yes. So thank you guys for bearing with me. And, you know, I wanted to make sure I was still getting an episode out to you guys this week, even if it was, you know, just, just something little, just some little conversations. And, uh, that's kind of what this was just me getting back into the groove and just making sure that I'm still giving you guys an episode. I'm still giving you guys some interesting type of content to talk about, yeah, so just thank you guys for bearing with me and for this past week, but I promise you we probably won't take another week off for for a little bit, but you know, every now and again, you know, we we all need our little mental time to just, you know, be by ourselves and everything. So I I appreciate you guys all respecting that and, you know, been patiently waiting for this episode. So hopefully, you know, I didn't disappoint any of you with this episode. Um, but the Nikki episode is still coming. Don't know when. But it, it, it's coming, and that that that's going to be a treat. That's going to be a really great episode for a lot of people. So I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for, you know, bearing with me, for being um, respective of my time and the fact that we had to miss a week. I, I appreciate all of you so much. I appreciate every single one of you who has listened, who clicks, who shares who talks to me about the podcast i genuinely appreciate every single last fucking one of you thank you thank you thank you because if it wasn't for you know if it wasn't for you guys actually tuning in and giving me awesome feedback on this podcast it it, it would have been hard for me to keep going so thank you guys so much i love every single one of you and don't forget to follow the um the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at House of Shade Pod. You can follow me on my personal Instagram and TikTok at I am Pink Shady. Don't forget to rate this podcast if you guys are enjoying it. And I will see you guys next week. I hope you guys have a great week ahead of you. Go make some money. Go have some relaxation. Do whatever the fuck needs to be done this week. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Bye.